James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greetings. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into divers temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. You may be seated. In the song that was played, it said, I won't harm you with words from my mouth. How many of y'all know this is a work? And it don't come overnight. But as we grow in Christ, as we even look at what is being said this morning, it is a work that can be done. For I'm confident <clears throat> of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in me shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. This morning we want to talk about perfection and Christianity. Perfection and Christianity. People say these two words should not be used in the same sentence. If you say you are perfect, you can't be a Christian. If you say you're a Christian, you can't have perfection. The truth is they focus on more of faults rather than forgiveness. If Jesus told us that we could be perfect as our Father is, if the Word says we can be perfect by the Scriptures, and if Jesus showed us how to be perfect by His walk, it's settled. It's mighty quiet here this morning. Mighty quiet. If you remember nothing else, I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And my God shall supply all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, I said last week, everybody is writing some type of book. Y'all remember that? We as Christians are writing our own personal book as well. Our life is a book that is being written every day. Each day we live is a page in our book. Each year finishes a chapter. So if you think about it, today is the last page of the chapter of your life. Tomorrow is a new day. Tomorrow will be a new chapter in your life. I know what chapter I'm on. How about 
the rest of you. See, I know I'm, I'm headed for chapter 73. Y'all know what chapter y'all? I hope so. The book you are writing, it is something you want in the book of remembrance. Huh? Uh, or is it something you want thrown out into the sea of forgetfulness? Something to think about, right? Let me ask a question. How many enjoy eating? All right. How many enjoy eating at Chipotle? It's, it's okay, huh? Well, if you go out to eat at Chipotle, your whole meal is one big salad. One big salad. On this salad, you may get carrots, cheese, onions, dressing, tomato, eggs, rice, raisins, meat, fruit, olives, guacamole. Some even like beets. Just all kinds of stuff that you can just put right on this big bowl. They put it in a large bowl, then they seal it. The bowl holds everything that you think you want or need on that line. But unless it has lettuce, it's incomplete. Am I, am I right? It's just a bowl full of those things above. Something's missing. So, Actually, some would even say, that's garbage. Without the letters, it, it just ain't, it, that's garbage. We represent this bowl. Our bodies is a bowl, a big bowl. And all of the things placed in it is the fruit of the Spirit. Love. Peace. Joy, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, goodness, faith, temperance. You could also add some mercy, some forgiveness. God has given us all these things in our salad bowl. Being a Christian with these characteristics, it is incomplete without some lettuce. Somebody got it. Somebody got it. Without let us of having his character, it ain't nothing but garbage. Now, what are, you, what are you saying, Pastor? These are the two types of lettuce we need. One is first romaine lettuce. You got a piece of paper, you might want to write these down. Romaine lettuce comes from Romans chapter 13. 
verse 12. It says, let us cast off the works of darkness. Also in this chapter, 13, 13, it says, let us walk honestly. Romans 14, 13 says, let us not judge one another. Let us follow the things that make peace. We must let God be true and every man a liar, as it is written. With the other let us, does not remain. Philippians says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. We hear let us, we must let our light so shine before men. 2 Corinthians 7, 1 says, let us cleanse ourselves. Let us not be weary in well-doing. What about this in our salad? Let us not sleep as do others, but let us watch and be sober. Then, if you like coffee with your lettuce, with, with, with your lettuce, with your salad, Hebrews says, see Hebrews, let us come boldly unto the throne. Let us go on to perfection. In Hebrews 10, 22 and 23, it says, let us draw near with a true heart and let us hold fast to our profession. And if you think about it, God was the first to say or use let and let us. In Genesis 1 and 3, he said, let there be light. Genesis 1.24, God said, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after his kind. But in verse 26, God said, let us make man in our image and after our likeness. God even included us when he said in Isaiah 1.18, come, let us reason together, though your sins be as scarlet. God has provided us with everything we need, but we must prepare our bodies and minds for the let us and allow God to prepare us willingly. We must let God be true. He will not force truth on us at all, but you must allow it. The lettuce in a salad makes the salad. The let us in Christianity makes the Christian. Now, let us look at James 1 and 1. When you read James 1 and 1, you find that the Jews who believed on Jesus were converted to Christianity and were being scattered into several countries and nations because of it. Jesus was not popular by many then and is not popular by many today. James sent the word to encourage them, just as the word is being given to us to encourage us to press on. It is important when receiving Christ to become rooted and grounded so you won't be scattered. When you look at the Gospels, it talks about the stony ground and the thorns. They were not rooted as they should be then. 
When they heard the word, they received it with joy. But it had no root. They endured for a while, but when temptation came, they were scattered. See, let me, let me put it this way. When, if you are a person who knows electricity and knows how it functions and what it does, if you are a person that knows plumbing and, and knows how to handle it when it breaks, you have no problem if something happens. You know how to fix it. If, if you are a person who cooks or a person who sews and something does not come out right, you know how to add a little bit of this or know how to sew up something that is torn rather than I, I got to throw it away. So when you are rooted and grounded in the word, and something goes amiss, you know how to get back to where you belong. You know how to stand fast and not let it bother you. But when you are not rooted and something happens, what do you do? You scatter. You let it go. You take off. You go and make things worse. How many of you know it's not, you should not run from God but run to him. Huh? You shouldn't run from help. You should run to it. But if you don't know, if you're not rooted, the first thing you're going to do is run. You see, when I, when, I was, when I was in the Army, going through training, and the one thing they taught us, they said, now you got a gas mask. And they taught us how to put it on in case of emergency. And we had to get rooted and grounded in knowing how to pull it out and put it on. Now, how many know, whatever the army tells you, you're going to get tested. They took us out in the field and they were talking to us and, and explaining things to us. And somebody behind us cracked some gas and threw it in the mist. And somebody hollered, gas, gas. Now what are we supposed to do? We're supposed to pull out that mask and put it on us. But guess what half of us did? I said, I said half of us because I was part of that half. <laughs> I was pulling the mask out, but I was running. <laughs> Trying to run away from the gas. You, you don't do that. You're just running into trouble. Because in real life, the enemy had been there. Oh, I got you now. You just ran right into my trap. When something happens, when some gaseous sin comes in the midst of us because we're not rooted and grounded, we run right into it. Run right into danger. If the word is not rooted in you, the thorns which are the cares of this world, the pleasures of life, and deceitfulness of riches, they will choke whatever word and life you have in you. And if not rooted, you may endure for a while, but when you are challenged by what you say you believe, 
just like the Jews who believed were scattered, you would be scattered in some way too. Remember Peter? Peter said, I will die for you. But he denied him three times. I didn't say once. Three times. My question to you today, how many times have you denied Christ? And don't nobody say, I ain't never did it. Did you know today there are some angelicals that think Trump is the deliverer to eradicate the evil that is coming in this country? Did y'all know that? Last time I heard, the only one who needed to deliver us is Jesus. But first needed to be delivered is from ourselves. Today we seem to be promoting evil and booing good. My son brought to my attention a lot of the a lot of the movies and shows we go to. It, it has gotten to the point now where we're we're promoting and we wanting evil to win. And I began to look at all the movies that are out. And, and, and we, we gravitate to the character that's playing it sometimes rather than the whole plot of what's being played. One, one movie that I really think about is, is Adam with The Rock. I believe that's what it's called. What's it called? It's called Adam. Adam 1 or what? Black. Black. <laughs> Can't leave that out, right? And there's another one out. What, what's it called? Uh, no, the, the one, the new one, uh, 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 the book of jo- book of something. It's a new one out. Y'all, y'all, y'all see? It's the black cast. It's a mockery. It's a mockery. But see, we have got to quit calling good evil and evil good. And really what we need to do is when we see these things, we do not go to them, not to promote them, not let our children go to them. But see, uh, it's, it's entertaining. But it's also filling your mind with things that you don't need to fill them with. Verse 2 says, count it all joy when you fall into divers Temptations. Remember, James is talking to the believers. Any believers in here today? The world does not know how to count anything all joy. Remember in Acts, when the disciples were beaten, they counted it joy to suffer for the name of Jesus. How does it affect you when someone calls you calls you names or turn their nose up because you are a Christian. How did it affect you? How does it bother you? What do you do? Or maybe I should ask, how does it affect them when they hear you say you are a Christian? 
You know, when you're hanging out with them. Well, I'm a Christian. Remember 1 Peter 2.20? Anybody? For what glory is it? If when ye be buffeted for your faults, you shall take it patiently. But if when you do well and suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is acceptable with God. The key word here is taking it patiently. So as a brother or sister in Christ, a Christian, a believer, a saint, a son of God, whichever you choose, count it all joy. When you fall into temptations, or when you fall into different temptations, diverse temptations, do what? Count it all joy. The word diver means different. One temptation that can be, can happen is things you are tempted with by others. Another can be things you speak and get tempted by. Everybody is not weakened by the same temptation. Some are tempted more than others. Some things are more difficult to resist to some. Let me explain or give an example this way, a natural example in being tempted by something or someone. If I parked in Joanne's parking lot and, and parking there, a person came up to me and said, I will get you anything you want in the store if you let me have this park. You cannot tempt me with nothing in that store. You're going to have to find another parking space. If you think I'm going to give up this park so you can park and get something in there that I don't want. Now, if it was Rosalind, it might be a different story. But notice I said, might be. Why? Because Rosalind is not going to be driving. And when they come up to me, she already in the store. So again, they're going to have to find another private space. That you cannot tempt me at Joanne's. Now, No. No. Long <laughs> I park all the way in the back. If you gonna give me anything, I, I'm not even going for the for the outlaw ribeye there. I'm going for the big boy. So you see, everybody has something that they are tempted by and everybody has something that you can't tempt them with. Some can be tempted with chocolate. Some can be tempted with popcorn. 
Others like cars. I ain't stepping on nobody, am I? Some can't resist shoes. Let me say, an easy way to define this temptation would be to try to get someone to do wrong, especially by a promise or reward. Satan did that with Jesus when he hungered. He tried to promise Jesus something that was already his. Now, you, you know that's bad. It's already mine, and you're going to try to tempt me with it. It ain't even in your hand, and you're going to try to tempt me with it. Usually, when you are at your lowest point, this is when temptation is at its highest. Anybody ever heard this line from your friend or your spouse? And I, and I find siblings do this to each other. If you do this for me, I'll give you this. Anybody ever heard that? Count it all joy means rejoice. You, you know how we do when we're happy? Huh? Hey, hey, I can't even do it. Hey, hey. Count it all joy. Not just because you didn't surrender or resist the temptation, but because you are tried by it. Say what? I'm going to rejoice because I'm tried. you got to be out your mind. Yeah. You've been selected. If, 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 if your number was pulled in a raffle drawing, would you have a side, sad continence and disappointment? I'm the winner. Uh-uh. I know you wouldn't. You'd be excited. Jumping up and down. I won, I won, I won. I beat you dang. I beat you dang. I beat you dang. You see, verse 3 makes it clear the type of temptation that we should be counting on joy. It says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. That's why you rejoice. That's why you, you, the hallelujah is coming out because the trying of your faith. Now, tried means to test in order to determine strength. To test in order to determine strength. You don't know how strong you are until you try it. Do we understand the test that determines our strength? Do we understand what we have said that is being tested? What has been said is being tested. You said it. Now let's find out how much you believe what you said. What you spoke will show with patience that you have it. Now let's look at patience. Patience is enduring pain or difficulty with calmness. It means to tolerate or calmly wait. Now, saints, 
I'm going to tell you, I have learned patience with my wife in many areas. But there's still areas that I'm learning patience. And, and, and I know all of it, and that's not, I'm not saying that in a, in a bad way to put her down. When we go to this Joanne fabric, I can sit down in the parking lot with patience. I wait calmly. And it's not painful much. I got my iPad and I'm drawing, looking around at people, how crazy they acting. And every once in a while, the reward of being patient and waiting calmly, she brings me out a candy bar and a Coke. Oh, man. We, we can go to Penny's now. You want to go to Salvation Army? Hobby Lobby. I'm good. But see, I don't get it all the time because, because when she does that, and, and after she's finished shopping, she say, I'm hungry. You want something to eat? Uh-uh. I'm good. I want, I want to eat. We can go on home. But patience. Wait, I'm enduring. It means you're calm and you're waiting. But here's the thing. If, if, if you are not enduring, Calmly, you're impatient. When you ask God for something, do you believe it? That's the question. Do you wait? Do you endure the pain? Do you endure the difficulty? Y you do. But the question is, is it with calmness? Is it with calmness? Because see, you can you can you can tell a you can tell a child, I'm gonna buy you something. And and, and they they'll they'll wait. But it's oh, is it here yet? You got it yet? There's no calmness at all. Just run it back because you said. Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, that I will do. Have you asked him? Are you waiting? Calmly. Or the question is, do you give up? Do you give up because it just ain't come when you want it? Listen, listen to what it says in 1 Peter 1 and 7. That the trial of your faith be much more precious than of gold that perishes, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. It said the trying of your faith, 
This is more precious than gold that perish. The trying, the testing of what you say you believe. Anybody been tested like this? Here is an example of being tried naturally. See if you can identify with this, saints. When a man says to a woman, or when a woman says to a man, I love you. You're going to be tried by those three words. Anybody, does anybody believe me today? You will find out if you really believe those words either before you get married or after. And nine times out of ten, you really find out after. It's a growing. These words will be tried every time you say or think, I love you. Huh? I, can, I, can I just be me? And, and in real life, I'm, 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 I'm a, I do something. And and I, I want to show Ross, Ross, I love I just I love you. <laughs> and before I get there, she done said or done something. That's it here. I got tried. Now I, I really do love her. I'll be I'll be tried again before we leave here, y'all. See, see what I'm saying? That's your only lady. See what I'm saying? But you're going to be tried by any and everything. How many of you know uh, pastor tries you? you? You say you love your pastor, but I try you doing. Some of the things I've been preaching, y'all don't want to hear it. Y'all get tried. Now, do y'all try me? I said everybody gets tried when they say I love you. And I love y'all. Y'all try me. Y'all try me. Y'all test me. I be enduring painfully. Difficult. But I'm calm. Because I know the Lord is working something out. And before I get way off script, this is what you believe gets good. Verse 4 says, but let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect 
and entire and wanting nothing. You see why that trial is important? You, you see why it's important for me to be tried by the words that I say to my wife? By the words that you say to your pastor? By the words the pastor says to you? Whoever it may be? Because I've got to let patience, I've got to let the enduring, the opportunity to have its perfect work. That I may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. See, so you can be perfect, but you got to let patience have her perfect work. Let means allow. You've got to allow it. You've got to permit it. You've got to give permission or opportunity. Whatever it is that you say you believe, you must allow it to have her perfect work. Or you must allow what you believe the opportunity to be mature. We must be patient in what we believe and allow it to mature in us. Again, patience means enduring pain. Patience is difficulty. It requires calmness. We are yielding to pain and difficulty, difficulty calmly that it may mature the faith which strengthens the works that's in us. Pastor, I, I, I know... I know my patience is thin. I ain't got a whole bunch. Well, now you have the opportunity to mature your faith with calmness. So you can allow your patience to be strengthened. I mean, your patience need to be strengthened. My patience need to be strengthened to where I can go into the realm of long... I know y'all don't want to hear that. Huh? I'm just now getting to a patient and, and you can want me to move to long suffering. Now, now, now I'm in, I moved into the, in the realm of long suffering and, and now I got to be temperate. What happened to the love, peace, and joy? It's because of love, peace, and joy that you can be long suffering, patient, and temperate. See, you need all the character. Huh? Remember... Remember Sister Rowell was talking about some of the branches they had to come off? You know how, how they came off or why they came off? Because she said something and I tried it. So, so you, you wonder how come things are the way they are in your, in your life, whether it be your marriage with your children, they trying you. You, you, in fact, they're saying, you just trying my patience. Yeah, that's what they're doing. <laughs> trying your patience. Seeing if you really believe what you say you believe. You just told me last night you love me. Now I'm going to try you. Ain't you a good saint? And when the trial comes, what do you do? Are you really counting it all joy? Are you really giving thanks? Or do you go somewhere and, and say words that you ain't got no business saying? 
Come on, y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. I, I, now, this I've never understood. Is when a couple gets into an argument and somebody takes an object and throws it. That object ain't did you no harm. Why you break that glass? Now you got to clean it up. If you don't clean it up well enough, you may step on it. Anger. It, 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 don't, it don't help nothing. In everything, we are to give thanks. Patience and faith is not perfected overnight. Now, look at verse 5. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that give it to all men liberally and unbraideth not, and it shall be given him. God gives wisdom freely. The wisdom you're asking for is why and how do I let patience have her perfect work? How does this trying work patience? How do I want nothing in doing so? I am understanding and comprehending what is. I have knowledge of what it does, but how do I effectively apply it? If you have questions, ask God. How many times have we gone through something or dealt with something and we don't even ask God, how do I deal with it? We just get, why, why? <laughs> Lord, how do I deal with this? Uh, because I, I'm, I'm, just, I'm not strengthened. What do I need to do? It is God that this question must be asked. It is God that gives to all liberally or freely. It is God that unbraideth not, or he does not reprove you when you ask. But when you ask him with love, he will give. He's already given you passes according to his heart that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And when Asked, he will give you wisdom and any instructions that has to be given you. And with that, my time is up. And I thank you for yours.